0: Listen up, Sydney. Hey! There's a new kid in
1: town. Mick Malloy has come to play with the big boys. And there's no bigger boy than the king of the West, the Wild Panther, MG. So buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Mick and MG in the morning. <laughs> what could go wrong?
0: What could go wrong? We don't know. Here we are for our big second week. We made it through the first. That's got to be some kind of triumph, MG. How are you, buddy?
2: Fantastic, Mickey. Fantastic. You're, enjoyed yeah. our enjoy our little beer on a Friday. We had a little beer last Friday. That uh,
0: how decadent was day. that? We are all this team. What a bunch of feral, wow. outrageous people all convened at ten in the morning at some kind of pokey venue and punched them down. <laughs> <laughs> What a team! Uh, two what of the team th- members are still there. That was Friday morning. <laughs> uh, all very good. Um, had a great weekend. What did you do, MG? Did you? What was your, the highlight for you?
2: Uh, the highlight for me, Mickey, was Saturday. Um, we had our uh, inaugural South Penrith Darts Championships at my house. Uh,
0: we had 40 you You're persisting entries. with this.
2: Yeah, we're, we're persisting with it. It's, it's, um, it's,
0: it's, <laughs> what the, happened? At, it's the bug. Well, it yep. started
2: off with uh, about six of me and five mates playing darts, and, and their partners all came over. And um, as the day went on, we kind of we went out to watch a race and have a couple of beers. And all, next minute, the girls took over the dartboard, and they basically had a ball. So. Um, we're playing games like Killer and uh, Around the World and Cricket. And um, two of my mates, two of my mates who came on Saturday, we actually <laughs> went and bought dartboard yesterday. So the bug has hit Penrith, baby.
0: <laughs> it's off the chain out there in Penrith. So I did something with my boys. Uh, I did this to them two years ago before they got into uh, before COVID hit and everything was locked down. But I took them to a Chinese restaurant for Chinese New Year. And they love it. The dragon turns up. The lion turns up. uh, Some guy who goes bonkers on the cymbals and the drums goes nuts. (laughs) But it's an absolutely great, it's a sensory overload for the kids. It's colour, it's movement, it's all this. It's also a great way to make some coin because there is a function, there is a tradition that married couples without children uh, have to give money to children. (laughs) So basically, the envelopes come out. You feel like you're in some kind of mafia-style meeting, as, <laughs> as, as you kissed on both cheeks and given an envelope full of cash from the streets. But the boys say they, they just sit there the whole time picking up money. So they've made a couple of hundred. But then on the, the other hand, they're supposed to then feed feed the dragon or feed the lion, which means I give them like little envelopes for them. Oh. Put into the the mouth, and it kind of pays for the the dragon. I'm watching the boys, and uh, I see them getting the envelopes ready, the ones I've given them, and I go, "Hey boys, just before, give me a look at those envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> they've short-sheeted the dragon. Oh. <laughs> they've taken they've taken the money out of the envelopes, and they're making a big song and dance. But oh, look at this, dad! Here we go. We're about to feed the dragon. If out of everything at the New Year's, you don't short-sheet the dragon. No, you don't no, rip off the no. dragon. That'll be a year of bad luck.
3: I'm just about to say, is that bad luck?
0: Thanks. Hello, Tash is with <laughs> us. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that would be, I don't know much about ancient Chinese custom, but that would be as bad as it would get. Oh. I would imagine. Beer of the rabbit, that's supposed to be good luck, is it, everybody? I think yes, it's, it's always good. Uh, Good is every year good luck. It doesn't matter. It's isn't it? It's like the last couple
3: uh, haven't been good luck. No.
0: Well, they're supposed to be. <laughs> How old what are, are your boys, Mickey? How old are they? Your boys? Ten. Oh, what a good age. Yeah. What so they age. loved that. So they have year of the rabbit. I think last year was year of the horse. Year of the horse. Year of the pig. And uh, these keep coming around. Who wants to see like a year of the wombat or something? <laughs> or is there like a year of the?
4: I don't think that's a calendar part of uh, the, the Chinese. No, no, no. <laughs> Hello, cat. Uh, yeah,
0: you. Year You're the Shetland. <laughs> <laughs> You're the catfish. <laughs> what oh. do you know what I mean? Year of the halibut. I don't know. Mm. So, someone, anyone who's got any pull with the Chinese community, yeah. let us know. Hey, guys, we've got a huge show coming up today. Uh, there's so much to cover. MG, you'll be all over sports. Steve Smith's gone bonkers. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the bottom of that. The Taliban have uh, released a supercar. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's in a lot of trouble. Oh. Yes, a lot geez. of trouble for cutting off the Harbour Bridge. We want to speak to you if you're mad. What's going on with school lunches? We'll get to the bottom of that. There's been a two-foot baby born. What? <laughs> oh, just digest that for a second, oh, everybody. <laughs> a two-foot baby. Wow. Uh, we'll cover that in some depth. King Charles, we've got what? a coronation coming. Uh, so much to cover. We'll get on with it very shortly. Year of the Rabbit. <laughs> it sounds like he's done a Chinese New Year. Here. It's a year of the rabbit. I don't understand, rather than knock it around a bit more. Year of the duck, have they ever had a year of the duck? I love the duck. What about the dugong? <laughs> the dugong. What's wrong with that? Honouring the dugong. Honoring the dugong. Oh. As long oh, man, as it's not dolphin, you. no year of the dolphin, oh, so I, I cannot stand.
2: Mm. No, what's, your, what's your beef with
0: dolphins? Why don't you like dolphins? They've had it too good for too long. You know what they are? <laughs> They're the show pony of the ocean. There's, oh, look, look at me, look at me, I'm star of SeaWorld. Oh, look at me, now I'm coming out of the waves. Oh, now I'm riding in front of the bow line. <laughs> you know what? And yesterday in Sydney, a shark ate a dolphin, and I say, well done.
1: No, what about, I say. What about
0: Flipper? I, I say, hey, you snooze, you lose. You're a yeah. dolphin, know the pecking order. Shark's around, shark trumps dolphin, bad luck. Boo hoo, go and tell it to someone who cares. Oh. Hey, I, can you, do you know what I'd love to do? What? Try sashimi dolphin. No, oh, Mick. good? Oh, Mick, it's 613. Um, that would have to be a little delicacy, a little bit of soy. Oh yes. With catch it Wasa- with some wasabi. No, <laughs>
4: no, cuz as a surfer dolphins can protect That's right. surfers, so I actually oh. appreciate the presence of a dolphin. <laughs>
0: yeah, they also get very horny at SeaWorld. Have, you, have you, you've heard? <laughs> have you heard the footage of the woman being attacked by the yes. Can yes. someone find me the audio please? You know they are. Uh, have a dolphin they're, they're, basically sexually assaulting a, a woman at SeaWorld. I it's so crazy. It's pretty. They are confronting. predators.
2: So you got to watch them. They they, they they they. I'm with I'm with Mickey on this one.
0: What's that flip? <laughs> Your heart is a rock. What's that flip? Yeah, hang on a horse. Put it away. Flip. Hey, what's, what's that flip? You want to go to jail? It's too much. i not be doing that. Hey. Cat? Yes. Did you? or did You went to one of these Chinese? Oh, yeah, I New went to Years, a yeah.
4: lunch. Um, my mum's best friend is Chinese and a chef, so we love going to Great. Chinese New Year. And yep. there's a bunch of their grandkids though, and so I'm required to give money in the envelope to the grandkids. Yep. And the growing rate this year is 50 bucks. What? There so you. I'm out of pocket 350 by the time oh, I've
0: handed
4: out those envelopes.
0: I was writing IAUs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
0: and I'm good for this. <laughs> 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 right, gift vouchers. But I know, and they all expect it. It's, a, it's like it's a racket. Yeah. It's like an actual racket. Uh, 50 bucks is, is fair enough. We said it, what was it? The Year of the Rabbit. What's that mean, Tash?
3: Okay, I've done a deep dive again for you oh, guys this yeah. morning. It's apparently people born in the Year of the Rabbit. So the year represents and symbolises peace, peace, and relaxation. So apparently we can expect a calm 2023. Now depending on which year you're born that's what you know you can be the year of the rabbit, year of the ox. I'm born born in the year of the rabbit mm-hmm. and apparently we're said to be peaceful as well as avoiding arguments, criticism and change. Bullshit.
0: That's, yeah, exactly. You're
2: a <laughs> especially oh, that's not you not me when, at all. I'm you the horse. The year are the fire
0: horse. Yes,
3: you're the year of the fire horse. MG, you're the year of the monkey.
2: Yep, maybe that's about right. I just don't uh, throw aftershave over me. <laughs> <laughs> At
0: and, the zoo.
3: And Kat, you're the year of the rooster. Oh, oh yeah.
0: We're off to the cockfights. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh... hey, you know the other interesting thing, and I found this out, because my boys are, are 10 years old twins. And Fred Buster and Lenny Walter. And Fred Buster is the oldest. what a great name. (laughs) They're going to Fred Buster Boomsticks and Lenny Walter Woo-Woo. I'll explain it at another time, but they are the boys' names. Look forward to hearing them mentioned in the magistrate's court sometime (laughs) soon. (laughs) They're 10, but just years away from stealing their first car. I'm going to be so proud. (laughs) That's my boys. Um, But how's this for interesting? So... Uh, and please to correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my understanding. So Fred's the oldest because he was born first. Except in Chinese culture, where Lenny is the oldest because he spent more time in the womb. Oh, so, really? Uh, I believe that to be true, and uh, that'll be good.
3: Chaos over the weekend, Sydney yeah. Harbour Bridge, iconic place, you know, a, a extraordinary bridge, shut down from early yesterday morning till 10am, locked right. down because they were filming this blockbuster with Ryan Gosling.
0: I as, to- as I said last week, as long as it's not a sequel to The Notebook, <laughs> <laughs> then I would be unhappy, but if it's any other film, I'm okay with it.
3: Well, I'm not okay with it. I had to work yesterday. I had to go via Dubbo to get into the city.
0: <laughs> First world problems, baby. <laughs> so... Again, Sydney Harbour Bridge, down for how long?
3: About four or five hours. Yeah. Look, we saw the pictures. The scenes looked amazing. But then the bombshell. Ryan wasn't doing some of the stunts. There was a stuntman there.
0: Uh, well, so he's I think, yeah, he's I think you cred. understand how movies work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Doesn't Ryan do his own the,
0: stunts? Oh, everyone claims to do their own stunts because that's PR, yeah. public relations. But... Do you honestly think a movie company is going to let their $500 million cash cow like, be shot out of a cannon at peak hour on Sydney Harbour Bridge? Well, I thought so. hey, um, what are the thoughts of Hey, what – it's interesting that – so just, just as background, there was a complaint, right, about the amount of money it cost. What was that?
3: I think the New South Wales government was talking about, of course, the figures are always dodgy, but around $15 million it cost to shut down the bridge, but they're arguing – because they're making this movie and the Harbour Bridge in Sydney is going to be on the international stage that will receive hundreds of millions of dollars back in, you know, tourism dollars. Tom Cruise does his own stunts.
0: Uh, What's yeah. does he? Have, you, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you actually seen him do it?
3: Yep. I stalked yeah. him. Oh,
2: hey, Michael Clark does Gee, his own stunts too.
0: he does. See, who knew Tom Cruise did his own stunts? Because he never talks about it. No, he never he comes. No, it never he comes got... up in interviews about him doing his own stunts. He just
2: jumps on. Couches. I'll tell you an.
0: I'll tell you a stunt he did one day, and this is true. And I was told not to tell this story, okay. um, because someone will get sacked. But I'm going to. It was. I think it was on a set of a Mission Impossible, or it was one of those films. It was filming up there, and C- you know wherever they're filming, and um, he was getting shitty with the crew, so he wanted to go and give them a big spray. So he went into hair and makeup, took his top off, got them to make up his entire chest and stomach and face, and then went out and scolded everyone on oh. set without his without his top on. There's your stunt. There's your power move. Are you talking about <laughs> Clarkie
3: Cruise. or Cruz?
0: Cruz. cruz Tom Cruz. Uh, so uh, there it is. This is not uh, uncommon. And, yes, you, it will bring hundreds of millions of dollars. If you see the Sydney Harbour Bridge in a blockbuster, you associate it. In the city of New York, they there's filming every single day, shut things blocked off, but everybody – He's okay with it because they've just got used to it, and they realise the net result is we're considered to be the best city on the face of the planet. So, uh, harden up, everyone. Uh, <laughs> commuting, <laughs> <laughs> but feel free to give Ryan Gosling a spray if you see him. Hey, um, we were just talking about this in the break about how have you have you been affected by filming? Not necessarily this one. Um, uh, MG, you had a you had a story. What happened to you? Well, at least these days you, you kind of know when
2: something's been shut down because of social media, and there's a lot more media yeah. covering stuff. But back in the early '80s, there was a. I'm from Mount Druitt, and there was a, a new. This new big thing came to Mount Druitt called the Mount Druitt Waterworks. In 1981, it came. Um, in 19, about 1983, 84, I reckon I was in year nine or ten. Me and a few mates on a Saturday morning went down to the Mount Druitt Waterworks about 10 a.m. About, went the oh, What's happening said, down there? They said, closed today. It's all closed. And they, I said, why? They said, they're filming a, a scene or a couple of scenes from Sons and Daughters. What? Remember wow. the show Sons and Daughters?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rowena Wallace, <clears throat> Ali Fowler, Peter Phelps.
0: No, oh, mate. So did you go down and like get oh, some well, autographs? Well, MG? Well, we're, tr-
2: we're trying to, but they blocked, no, there was barricades. You couldn't even get in the car park. They said, no, we'll be back open at 3 p.m. I said, well, that's
0: no good to me i can't home it, you, then. and you weren't allowed to look Phelpsy in the eyes. I know. Don't, don't look me. In <laughs> the don't eye. look me in the eyes. Don't speak to me unless I speak to you first. Yeah, exactly. One triple three five three. Give us. Get on the line. Have you been affected by filming? Doesn't have to be Ryan Gosling. Here'll be any film somewhere. Could be some show. Uh, they might be filming a porno next door at an Airbnb. We don't <laughs> we'll know.
1: Take <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, oh, we'll take it.
0: Quick story. Before we go on, we're uh, we're talking about. <laughs> We're we're talking about, uh, have you ever been disrupted by filming? But before we get to that, uh, I went over, believe it or not, I was part of the Indian Film Festival. I was sitting on the jury of the Indian Film Festival. Went over. that Yes, it's another whole story. We won't get into that today. But I got to see a lot of Indian films. And let's just say, they, when it comes to locking down locations, (laughs) don't go to quite the same efforts (laughs) that we do here. They have a bit more of a gung-ho attitude. For example... I'm watching one of these films and there is a shootout on a bridge between two cars. There's a guy leaning out the window shooting at another car. There's a guy shooting back. But in the background, you can see people in actual cars going, what the (laughs) hell is going on? (laughs) 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 No warnings. They had not shut down that bridge at all. They just went, let's go for it. So that's the alternative, Sydney, (laughs) if if, if you're not happy. Hey, can I tell you, I was uh, filming when well, I filming my own field, Cracker Jack, Yes. And we had to, uh, you always establish a unit base. And the unit base for us was the Linster Arms Hotel. Oh, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, I'm at the urinal and uh, at a lunch break, and walking up and standing up beside me is one Mark Chopper Reed. Oh, no. And he, it's his, it's his, it's his uh, local. So I'm there wearing makeup, with tissues, tissues hanging out the top of top of my shirt, uh, and uh, trying not to panic as I'm shaking it all over the place. Hi, oh, chopper. He goes, "Good, mate. I want to partner your Phil." Oh, yeah. you I, just, I just said, "Have mine," is what I said. <laughs> Whatever you want, Mr. Reed. <laughs> That's true. Cat, what happened to you? You were you were interrupted by some filming.
4: Yeah, we. Um, I lived on the northern beaches all my life, and we had home and away constantly in our street and they'd have those big, massive like helicopter fans going on in the middle of the night, and then we had a really grumpy neighbour across the road, and at one stage, they're in the middle of this really emotional death scene on the street. I think someone's been hit by a car, and Gary from across the road comes out and goes,
1: oh, for Christ's sake! (laughs) 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 Gary!
0: On that note, we've got Gavin from Ermington on the line. G'day, Gavin. How are you, mate? Yeah, good morning. How are you? Yeah, you you yeah, saw something mate. similar. You, you're you on the northern beaches, right? I was, yeah. yeah I was, and what um, happened? Landscaping work out there, and um, we're on our way back. We've been working out there all day in the stink and heat, and raw tonguing for a beer, and uh, they sure. blocked the road off home and away. So I ended up driving straight through the set, and uh, <laughs> everyone yelling out at me and all that. We're giving them... I think some blade was giving his ass out the window and stuff. Well, By the there time you we go. got back to the depot, we were in a bit of strife because the name was all over the truck. So. Oh, yeah.
1: no. I didn't That's have sick. a
0: job, actually, after that. Hey, yeah. uh, Gavin, what have we learned here? If you're going to go rogue on a film set where cameras are filming and you will be filmed, and I, and I don't I even put your name it. on the side of the vehicle, mate.
1: Well, I, I was, was going to see if we got on there. <laughs>
0: wind, uh, uh, would have been a good plug for the business. Well, before you got sacked, that is. Uh, good on you, Gavin. Thanks for the call. Jeff's on the um, line. Jeff, what happened to you, mate? Yeah,
2: this this happened back in 1985. We were happened to be in Hawaii for a
1: holiday, and in the hotel we were staying at, they were using the pool area to film no. an episode of Magnum, Magnum, Magnum P. I. No! Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: oh my god! And you were on. You were on set.
1: We were there around the pool area because they had a few of the uh, the guests at the hotel could hang around and watch. Oh,
0: that yeah. is fantastic. And did you get to see the big guy? Tom Selleck. Yeah, he, to-
1: he walked right past us and said hello to everybody.
0: <sighs> and could you – we were allowed to look at his cookie duster? Yeah. <laughs> the big, <laughs> big moustache.
1: Yeah, It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's man. great. And was I he in a Maggie. scene with his – who was his – was it Bentley? Who was his offsider? You know, he's kind of yeah, butler. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, no, no, not no, Bentley.
1: Higgins. H- Higgins, no. Higgins. No, Higgins. No, Higgins. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Imagine Hexicals if you've seen sorry.
0: him doing a scene with Higgins. Aaron's on the line. Aaron, uh, what was the film uh, that you came across? Uh, Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> in oh. Sydney. In oh. Sydney. And where were you and how did it affect you?
1: Uh, mate, I was actually trying to do a delivery into the building where he was abseiling down the side of. Oh. And i would say to see Tom Cruise looking six foot four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, does all his own stuff. Does all his own
1: stunts.
0: <laughs> it is unbelievable. Mate, imagine when you're trying to make a delivery and some idiot's abseiling down the side <laughs> of the building. Yeah, I didn't come here for this? It's cruisy. <laughs> it's, it's Tom Cruise's big brother. Six foot four, looks nothing like him. Aaron, well done. Mission Impossible too, and it wasn't, wasn't a great result in the end, was it? So, no. Uh, Jim's on the line. Jim, this sounds exotic. Where were you, and what was the film?
1: Morning, boys. Thanks for this. We were in, I was in Las Vegas in
0: '96 with my family, and we drove yep. down the boulevard about midnight with my six-year-old and my 10-year-old. They were screaming, and we yep. held up in a traffic for about an hour, Yep. As we got closer to the source, you can see from a distance, a plane in the foyer of a, um, one of the casinos that crashed into the foyer. But as we got closer, you can see all the cops everywhere. Then all of a sudden, on the film set, oh. didn't know who it was. But shortly afterwards, they released Con Air. Con Air. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, well, 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 it was worth the traffic jam, wasn't it? Did, did you not oh, know if yeah, it was but, a, fil- a film set or real? No, nah, well, from this distance, all we could see was the plane until we got closer. Yes, <laughs> and then you saw Nicolas Cage and you went, let's get oh. out of here. Yeah. Let's <laughs> do Bisc- Biscone. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Can I tell you my Nicolas Cage story? Yes. yes. So, again, uh, working in the business, I know a few people. And I know a girl who had to go over. She was doing uh, costuming uh, for a film. And she had to go and take – it was going to be filmed in Australia. She had to fly to L.A. where she was going to meet Nicolas Cage and take all his measurements, talk about the costuming. When she got there, uh, she went in and he was lying on the couch, like wearing Speedos or something similar, and refused to get up. (gasps) And she had to take his measurements. (laughs) Oh, wow. What a Wow. wow! He was lying down. He'd lay <laughs> on the couch and just kept watching telly. What a oh. great... How about that? MG, <laughs> you would, that's the type of thing you would do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd,
2: have, I'd have my Panther speedos on. But,
0: but <laughs> uh, imagine how long. It's like taking it like 18 hours to get there. Um, oh. uh, it wouldn't get off the couch. Oh. Two doing I'm going to get sacked today. Great yeah. <laughs> right. 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 content, <laughs> content, though. <laughs> we got time for another one, Kat? What are one we more. doing?
4: Let's go one more.
0: Oh, all right, Harry's on the line. Harry, uh, what happened to you? Oh,
2: how are you going, guys? Yeah, um, about 1980 down at uh, Cook Park in Belfield, uh, which <laughs> yes. was our local sort of cricket hangout for the kids. Yep. We were interrupted by the set of running on empty, the old Aussie classic. You know. Where oh, they, it's uh, a classic. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So where they drag race in the cars, and one ends up in the canal. In flames, right? So we've yeah. to watch all this, but needless to say, we, uh, we didn't get to play cricket
0: that day. <laughs> it was a sacrifice made for the greater good because we all love running on empty. Good calls, guys. Yes.
1: Oh, he's going to score. Sports with MG. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Yes,
2: yes, yes. All right, late last Friday, um, we were obviously weren't around, but uh, the athletics world had been turned upside down with the news that Australian athletics star Peter Bowl. Who rose to prominence at uh, the Tokyo Olympics had tested positive to a performance-enhancing substance. Um, apparently, uh, Pete's uh, A sample, which was taken back in 11th of October, had tested positive for a synthetic EPO. Um, his, his B sample, so so he's got presumed innocence until the B sample is is, is determined to be uh, tainted as well. But and look. History will tell you that um, the B sample usually comes back the same as the A. So, Pete's got a bit of a fight in his hands to clear his name of um, taking something that was legal.
0: Uh, this, here we go again. This is always an uphill battle for any athlete. Uh, once that sample's come down and the story's out there, uh, there's this is a big issue. He's adamant, as most of them are, that it's uh, it'll be proven incorrect. But... Uh, As you said, mate, history tells us that uh, he does have an uphill battle. Uh, We'll talk about him later, and we will know more. We won't know whether he is guilty or not guilty until that B sample comes through. Yeah, a couple of weeks, Mick. A couple of weeks, buddy. So, but apropos of that, we were having a discussion earlier in the break about (laughs) drug cheats from the past and who our favourite ones were. (laughs) And we've all come up with a different one, and I tell you what, we... We'll go to you first, 133353. Have a think who your favourite <laughs> drug cheats were in history and uh, tell us all about it. None of that systematic stuff <clears throat> that the Russians do. No, oh. all, you know, athletes have gone rogue mm. yeah. who have really covered themselves with some kind of glory. Can I give you one? Yep, go Please. on. Warnie. Oh, oh he,
4: and blamed his mum. He, he blamed his
0: mum. That's, that's why we love him.
4: That's exactly <laughs> what we're after. One triple three five three. Your favourite drug cheat, and of course our favourite caller today, scores a double pass to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Post Malone next month. One triple three five three.
0: Someone else. I think it was a fencer who got caught at the Olympics. Said when he had some high level of something, goes, "Oh mate, well, I had fifty four coffees."
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I had 54 double espressos.
1: <laughs> Hang on,
0: mate. What were circumstances? Ah, you know, I just felt like I needed a pickup. <laughs> that is terrible. You know one of my favorites? Flo Jo. Oh, oh yeah. I was just about Flo- to say that. Were you? Now, What? why did you like Flo It's Because she was, well, for me... It's obvious now because she used to race in like beautiful long hair that was coloured and and nails that were about two inches long. <laughs> yeah. It was like a she way to make to her as feminine as possible, <laughs> as she murdered everyone. Uh, or down the track she was good. You MG, I know there's one that's got your goat in particular, and it is
2: Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong was mine. Um, I look. I after I watched his. I watched his battle and seven back to back Tour de Frances, and after overcoming uh, testicular cancer, um, even bought the. Uh, I even bought the Livestrong bangle. I was. I bought in. You know, yeah, I was into it. <laughs> he, but he was yeah, He was system, systematically he was, blooding. He was doping. He was, it was the worst one I've ever seen.
0: He was yeah. the worst. And there's a couple of very good books out on this. And not only was he a ter- you know, terrible drug cheat, but He would eviscerate anyone who even tried to suggest that he was doing something Mm. wrong. He destroyed careers. He left a path of destruction in his wake. And like you said with that wristband, I've got nephews who still refuse to believe even when it was found because they couldn't because they built this whole imagery uh, uh, about him. He was so important to their lives and and they're sitting there in their little yellow wristbands. going, what are you saying to me? Like, all of a sudden, their whole world was like the biggest lesson had ever been learned. I was sus uh, when, and I've never seen this before, a man come back stronger having had cancer than uh, than before. And by the way, if you're going to do a sport where you've only got one nut, (laughs) I would suggest it shouldn't be cycling because you're turning up the office in your lycra every day going, g'day, fellas. Don't stare. He'd put a little Malteser or something down there. Just a. To... Everyone he'd, 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 was wondering why he walked on a tilt. He walked sideways.
3: So I thought he was. I thought he was completely innocent. I got completely sucked in.
0: That's what they they do. And I remember the time because it was like Lance Armstrong. And then there was like Tiger Woods, and there was these guys who were made out in the press to be... Superheroes. ...gods, giants, community leaders, and great role models, and it turns out that they're not. That tends to be a jarring experience uh, for all concerned. Uh, let's take Jason quickly. Jason, uh, which was the bench sheet <laughs> ben that sticks out for you? Ben Johnson. Oh, yes. So, and ben that's the Lewis. Yeah. And... He subsequently gets banned. The Canadian uh, Ben Johnson, I think he won the 100 yeah. and the 200, and has robbed Carl Lewis forever, yeah. hasn't he? Even though you subsequently found on the day, that was hard to watch, wasn't it? And that was the first time I think we'd seen it. I was a yeah. kid, and I saw those legs on him. I was like, that can't be right. No, nah,
2: looked like the pool table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Darren Lehman, I'm pretty sure, tested positive for Dim Sims.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, look, I'd better check that. I mean, we're still <laughs> yeah, waiting on the B yeah. sample. <laughs> you know,
2: well, Peter Corder, it's, he's topical at the moment because his young blokes playing in the Australian Open. Peter Corder, yeah. back in the day, tested positive to a performance-enhancing drug, and he blamed it on the veal. He said, I've, I've been eating too much oh. veal. No. Yeah. <laughs> she said, There's the, they, mu- they must have steroids in the veal. Oh, it's a it's a plausible
0: explanation. <laughs> Uh, as they all are. Uh, let's go to Steve. Steve. Uh, well, this is a big one. Yeah. Who do you Who do you want to nominate? We actually Uh-oh. stop. Stop. Uh-oh. I think that is a legal issue. <laughs>
1: is that- I'm going <laughs> to stop you right <laughs> oh, there. I. <laughs> I'm going st- to
0: change what Steve was going to say. And what are we? Why don't we just say? The Essendon Football Club, Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, and okay. make that it yeah. because I I do believe that's, <laughs> that's that could, get that could be highly <laughs> Mickey,
3: when you're calling <laughs> out legal issues, that's a big story.
0: <laughs> when I'm the voice of reason on this program, <laughs> I know I've slandered about five people already this morning. But when when I'm going, whoa, Nellie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
0: you, you, you might wanna reconsider. Do you know what? We're not gonna take any of calls. I'm gonna because get... <laughs> so I want to get to the big one here. Oh, oh. And I'm going back to nineteen ninety one and I don't to me to be called a drag cheat, you it really needs to have some kind of performance in aspect as yeah. to it. But there's someone here, uh, in this room right now, um Who was found guilty? And I'm talking about the great MG, 1991, tested positive for (laughs) marijuana.
3: It's not performance. (laughs) Which
0: obviously, obviously, the veal was off. But I tell you what, the
2: the cheeses were nice.
0: (laughs) That's what raised their suspicion. MG's on his fifth packet of Doritos. Right, get get round there and drug test him. (laughs) How did it go, mate? Was it a big story?
2: What happened? Oh, it was massive. I was the first uh, NRL player to test positive. Well um, done. To, and so it was in the off-season of '91, and they'd come to training, and uh, then we found out in the preseason that I had tested positive to it, and um, I admitted it, and I got six weeks suspension.
0: Uh, and just sat at so, home uh, with a bong and, just, 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 and so, ate pizza for... <laughs> sat at home with pizzas, <laughs> bowl bowls, buckets. You never did. <laughs> This, and a warning to all the women out there. This could be slightly <laughs> triggering. Uh, the girls here in the studio have reacted already too. Uh, the news that a mum has given birth to a two-foot baby. What? <laughs> he come out rolling his own smokes. <laughs> he's, he's given, the mum has given birth to a baby two measuring two foot tall and weighing... Wow. A whopping 16 pounds. Is that big? Oh, that's <laughs> massive. When that's the doctor massive. smacked it on the ass, it smacked him back. <laughs> G- gave him one right in the chops. How dare you smack my arse. Seriously, two foot tall, came out with a beard and pubes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether you can say that.
0: <laughs> well,
1: that's, uh, he just... He just
0: <laughs> two foot tall. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. Oh, oh, and by is- the way... Uh, and I'm disappointing to mother. Um, C-section. Boo! Oh, come oh. on!
2: Yeah. Wow!
0: Right.
1: C-section. God. C-section.
0: All right. He's dodged a bullet there. Yeah, very I would have thought that was. Uh, so yep. Yeah. A sixteen pounds, t- two-foot baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> gonna, gonna... And, uh, apparently, apparently, this baby's riding at Randwick this Saturday. <laughs> it's just...
0: Okay, I'm going to bring a couple of things to your attention to maybe think about and, and discuss here. I, I uh, wouldn't want to go near the nappy, duty On a baby, <laughs> he's he's parking a log. He's snapping, Jake. he's snapping some monsters off. That's yeah. that's not trailer. like I uh, go and clean it. But you go, Jesus! Would right, be, like, be like a hamper? Be like, be like you need a pit crew? And change his nappy. Just, you can't be doing that. And secondly, lady, I hope the mum's got reasonably big bedungas because that baby—it's going to be like tapping up a keg. Yeah. But breastfeeding to... that baby, it'll, it'll drain one and work its way. That, <laughs> Tasha's gone. That Tasha's, Tasha's left that the just, room. That
2: family should just hire a cow. <laughs>
0: This is not catch and release. This is the real deal. This is a two-foot, whopping sixteen-pound baby uh, that was born cesarean section. Uh, a bit, you know, a bit disappointed in mum there for yeah, not yeah. going the whole hog, if you know what I mean. By the way, cesarean section of course has become more popular. One of my favourite comics of all time, a guy called Stephen Wright. Has a very, very good joke about C section. I think you've got a cat. I do. I was caesarean born. Can't really tell.
4: <laughs> Although, whenever I leave a house, I go out through the window.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, wha- uh, apparently, uh, they cut the umbilical cord with bolt cutters. <laughs> Chainsaw. <Jancel. laughs> Chainsaw.
3: You know that's twice the size of the average baby.
0: How big were you, MG? I was ten.
1: 10 wow, ten, 10 that's pounds!
0: Huge. Great, and, and <laughs> great mother. Well, not great for your mum. Uh, great for you, uh, Tash. How heavy were your kids?
3: About so. First one about eight and a half. So the average baby's around seven, eight pound in old scale. So that is this baby is double the average mm. size.
0: Wow. wow. Um, there's a lot to. Do. You know what? And I've I found Careful. this out studying the okay. animal kingdom, and because you know, uh, MG, you were saying uh, women like to overcook the whole pregnancy. <laughs> Are you <experience>. joking? <laughs> Are you kidding? Look, yeah, you you're, <laughs> you're milking a bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it's like if, if men were pregnant, it would be, uh, oh, you know, You'd easy have two peasy years paid paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd still get equal pay. Um, <laughs> but just so it's clear, did you know this? Elephants are pregnant for 22 months. I oh, know. Yeah. That perspective. Yeah, <laughs> that, doesn't that put it into perspective, ladies? Does it? <laughs> Hey we'll MG, twenty-two months—that's a lot of foot rubs.
2: That's a lot. That's a lot of. A
3: lot of <laughs> I know what bell. blokes are like with man flu. For goodness' sake!
0: Yeah. Oh, man. You're right. I've, I was pregnant. You know what? I'd punch out a two-foot baby, and you know what? I'd hope it was twins. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. We are fearless. We take head-on. We'll talk about the uh, U.S. Senate. Yeah. We'll talk about gun control. We'll talk about. The economy, will we'll have the Prime Minister ring in. We uh, have some of the great news reporters on the show. Natasha Belling is sitting in um, pound for pound, as good yeah. as they get. Uh, here we go. The price of Devon. <laughs> <laughs> the price of Devon. we have, Now, this was a first alerted to us. Uh, can we go back to a caller on Friday? Do we know her uh, name, yep. please?
4: Pete from Roselands said this. Pete from is... Roselands,
0: he's a, made Natasha look silly by breaking the yep. big news on this program Friday. You get cheese and tomato, baked beans, and <laughs> Devon's ham. Oh, Devon. Devon.
3: Devon. for 20 years. I haven't heard Devon. <laughs> and tomato sauce on fresh macabre. Oh, you know meat. how much
0: Devon is now? Devon's $10 a kilo. Jesus <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Bang! There is the biggest story to come across my desk this yeah, year. Devon is ten dollars a kilo. MG, uh, your thoughts? That's is that un-Australian? It's, uh, it certainly
2: is. I mean, is Devon even meat? No. What is Devon? Any butcher out there? Give us a call one triple three five three. It's also they make Devon. <laughs> Don't tell Devon. That's all I was. That's all I had as a kid. That's yes. all I had as a kid. Was that all you ate Devin as a was,
0: kid? Was until
2: there's a bit of a game changer come along about uh oh, 1983, which was called chicken loaf. <laughs> no
0: chicken, chicken loaf changed after. everything.
2: Yeah, it changed everything. <laughs> everything. So I went from one day from Devon, then chicken loaf. I said, "Oh, gee, you mix it up, Mum. Thanks, mate. <laughs>
0: Uh, what about like a ham steak? That was good when it? it was oh, corn running. Ham steak with a pineapple ring. Oh. Well, the pineapple ring that was so soaked in sugar. Remember, wow.
3: if you get a hamburger and it was fancy because it had pineapple and beetroot oh, on I, it.
0: Oh, pardon me, your Majesty. <laughs> oh, look at look at him go! Enjoy your hamburger with your pineapple on it. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> it says, oh God, very lardy da. <laughs> finish hamburger Hollywood, that's what I used to say. (laughs) Now, listen, we are talking about this because the most important lunch you'll ever make is the school lunch and the kids are going back to school. It's happening after Australia Day. We were talking about how it's changed now because in my day, uh, this is what you'd do. You'd get packed off to school. You'd have like a ham sandwich, like a white sandwich, possibly a little packet of of sultanas and a cheese stick. That yeah. was yeah. pretty much all your food groups under one. Is that ringing bells for anyone here? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, and, and that was it. Like
2: I, I'll be lucky to get maybe a, a popper, uh, Ooh, you know, like a little very fancy. Like a, 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 yeah, it was fancy. A little popper in there, and maybe a little pack of the chips, Smith's chips or something. And but uh, then uh, it all changed once you get to high school. It all changes.
0: That was it. So uh, school lunches are a bit – and they have changed dramatically. That's what goes into mine now. It's, 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 it's like a oh, full buffet. Go, it's like a, <laughs> eight different options. It's like a digger station <laughs> menu. I'll, I'll start with the sushi and I'll work my way up <laughs> yes. to the – you know, geez. We uh, pack
3: spaghetti bolognese in one of those little heat packs for the kids, you know, that keeps it warm for them during lunch.
0: Yeah, see, that was just not an option. (laughs) Um, eh, I remember Jamie Oliver tried (laughs) to change the pattern of school lunches in England, and he got rid of everything and made it and replaced it with healthy food. And the kids went nuts, like nearly rioted. And the parents... Would would turn up at lunchtime and throw McDonald's and stuff over the fence oh. into the schoolyard, <laughs> as the kids were going, "Mum, there's something here called celery. I don't <laughs> like it." And they would literally turn up and throw stuff into the ground. I think this is a good uh, school lunches. Then, oh. now, whenever, what was it uh, that you remember? And what is it you packed today? Uh, give us a call one two three five three.
2: What about <laughs> when you when you think about it, like our, our peanut butter or vegemite or or Devon and Sauce Sandwiches got put in this little container. You didn't eat it. It was in the sun for five yes. hours until lunch come around. No oh, box. You get it out, it'll be soggy. And you go, you oh, go. The, how good's this?
0: That's, that's why I was a fan of the three-week-old black banana. You know the one you'd find in the bottom of your – the one where your parents would come in and go, okay, there's a smell in here. I, I've tracked it down. It's in your school bag. I want you to open it up. And there it is, like oh. sitting there, like should be surrounded by a police tape. Where are we call banana, Dave. Uh, what did you used to get for school?
2: Porridge from the morning, smeared on white bread, and put in the lunchbox because we were so
1: no quit no.
2: buying. We had por- the porridge from the breakfast, put on our bread, and
1: that was the <coughs> lunch. Oh,
0: all right, oh, yeah. uh, were, were you in Oliver Twist or something? <laughs> like I mean, it, it sounds like no. sort of a Dickensian no. nightmare. It, 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 it,
1: it was horrible. It was man. horrible,
0: but it ma- made you who you are today. Good on you, Dave. Right. Thanks for the call. Ross is on the line. Ross, uh, what was it you had uh, for school lunch?
2: Well, when I was going to school, it was Devon and chicken roll sandwich combined.
1: Oh, oh good. how we're good too is defensive. that?
2: No, we, too we you would look forward to lunch.
1: Well, Absolutely. Yeah. And what With about your kids? kids now, yeah. They are taking falafel rolls. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
4: You're kidding
0: a laugh or a, it shows you how much we've changed over the journey, hasn't it? And can I, to anyone who ever doesn't feel that uh, multiculturalism has been good for this country, I want you to think back to how bad our food was. <laughs> but In all honesty, you, when, when we were growing up, we got nothing. Like, as I said, a ham steak, a, a pineapple ring, <laughs> some... Thank you to every single culture that has come to this country and helped us with our food and the variety. I think Australia now is almost the best in the world when you travel, and it's because of these influences, but jeez. I remember there'd be one Italian kid in your class who'd come and have a salami on his sandwich. It'd yeah. be like a bidding war. Hey, Matt, yeah, we reckon <laughs> You want to off half of that for from, <laughs> from, from my, my soggy?
2: He would throw rose behind him as he walked. Now oh, he's got the pepperoni. He's got the salami.
0: Oh, wow. Summer's on the line, Summer. Uh, what did you used to get for school?
1: Morning. Good morning, Legends. How are you? I, Very good. I used to get
0: beetroot
4: and cheese sandwiches, and still to this day, I still enjoy my beetroot and cheese sandwiches. I'm 45
0: oh, now, so. What a combination. Yeah, so.
4: Kids at Maxwell High
0: used to sort of pay me out for it and, yeah, mum used to come up with all sorts of different concoctions. But, yeah, beetroot and cheese
1: was one of the favourites that always the kids would freak out on and, yeah.
0: You know what I love? It's like, you know, if you put Hawaiian on a burger, all of a sudden it's tropical. <laughs> it, if you put beetroot on a burger, it's Australian. Right, Have you yeah, noticed don't. this? Uh, they go, it doesn't matter which burger chain and our new all Aussie barbecue great and the the only difference is friggin' beetroot. That's right. <laughs> well, there you go. You're
2: what about when you used to get, day. did you ever get, used to do the old, um, and I don't know if people still do this these days, but mum would make us veggies for dinner, and then the next day they'd call it this thing called bubble and squeak. Yes. Where it would something, I said, what's this little dish you made up mum? She goes, oh, i just cocked it. Didn't realise it was last night's leftovers all mashed uh, up and put on toast. Yes. That was,
0: Sounds so festive, bubble and squeak. Yeah. Yeah. It's gruel, it's what it is. Tracy's on the line. Tracy, what did you do? Good
3: morning. So Hello, my Trace. Hi. I never got made a lunch for school. So in the late 80s throughout high school, my parents would give me $10, which was quite a lot of money back then, mm. every day to go and buy my lunch from the canteen. But instead sure. I gave it to one of my friends and he would give me his ham and salad sandwich so I could eat that.
1: Oh, oh. It's a
0: racket. Oh. Yep. You are running a racket. <laughs> You're running some kind of ring. In the wow. in, in, in lunch yard.
3: I was the <laughs> one child that didn't get a homemade lunch and I quite enjoyed eating it. All things. right.
0: Hey, uh, we'll keep taking your calls. Can I say this? I used to look forward to the lunch order. I was a Loganbury pie man. I'd have a Loganbury pie, uh, maybe a pack of Twisties, yep. and, a, and a Glug or a Raz. But, oh, you know, Sunny Boys. Ha-
2: yes. Hard Sounds to split. Good. Hard <laughs> to split. You, what, about, what, about, what about when you'd finish it? You'd open it up and you might have the free one. With The yellow riding, oh, yes, on the gl-
0: <laughs> that would be that's like winning division one lotto, would you, Tim? That's
4: so like so winning true. Powerball <laughs> 133353. Keep your calls coming.
0: <laughs> hey, Mary's on the line. Mary, uh, what did you used to get given to go to school back in the day?
4: Um, so back in
3: the day, I used to prepare my lunch because mum was busy being a single mum and working, so I used to yep. pack um, a craft single um, cheese. White bread and twisties. So I used to bury it up with like the traditional twisties or the chicken twisty sandwich. I've tried to make it for my children now, all yeah. these years later, and they think I'm bonkers and they demand sushi. <laughs> so I, the
1: sandwich yes, yeah, Yes. A... Mary. Mary that,
2: was, that was beautiful food. That, I love Mary, that food. I'm going to tell you
0: something. If I ever commit a crime that's so heinous that I'm on death row and they offer me a last meal on the morning of my execution, the twisty sandwich oh. is going to get a run. With cheese. <laughs> with cheese. your chicken twisties, cheese twisties? Oh, wow. righty. Depends what,
3: what mood you want. So you can have the chicken, <laughs> you can have the cheese, or you can even have salt and vinegar chips. That's another favourite of mine as a kid.
0: And let's not forget burger rings with a mouthful of chocolate milk.
1: Oh, That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the call, Mary. Rod's on the line. A rod, wow, this one. Is really jogging my memory. What did you <laughs> used to get sent to school with?
1: Well, on a special day, we would have the Peck's paste on a sandwich. <laughs> and, the uh, Peck's
0: paste. I remember wow. the yeah. Peck's paste. Pex what Pex did it taste paste. like? Describe it. Oh, it,
1: was, it was hideous because you'd have it in the school bag slow cooker for the day, <laughs> and by the time it got to lunchtime, it was, oh, it was hideous.
0: It's like a fish paste, right? Yeah, and it was. Yeah. It was. The packs it used to be in the pantry next to the whooshes, the sauce. What's the stuff you used to put on lamb mint jelly? Oh <laughs> yes. Jeez. Wow! Taking,
2: should... I'm getting hungry a lot of the
0: <laughs> and, and it was always part. It was always about two years past its use by date. No, whatever.
2: And your mum would say that's okay,
0: darling. It's a good It's a, a go away. Make a man of you. Uh, okay, Mick's on the line. Mick, uh... oh, you have got the name of the lime drink? Was it Daddy yeah, Cool? Going... No, no, no. Mick, I think it was um, Fusil and Vibes, mate.
2: It was what? The, the, the Sunny Boy? The Lime Sunny yeah, Boy? No, yeah,
0: the Sunny Boys. They had, because when I was at primary school, MG, they had Fuzzle
2: and Vibes.
0: Oh, yeah. Mean, I'm not going to argue the head because head I don't... I, don't, <laughs> I, I know Raz was raspberry. Raz was raspberry. Glug was... was orange. orange. Sunny Boy was orange. Mick, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it, but no prize for you yet. If you if it, if it turns out to be true, you'll be our caller of the day. Dean's on the line. Dean, what would you take to school?
2: You are kidding. Only the rich
0: kids got Devon made. I got peanut butter every day of my life.
2: <laughs> every day?
0: Well, I interesting. A, I lodged a complaint. Lodged a complaint. Next day, I got two slices of bread wrapped up.
1: <gasps>
0: <laughs> so... Interesting point. I think you were making, Natasha, that you cannot take peanut butter to school no, you can't in today. the current climate no. because, because children have got allergies. allergies. Can you still have a glug? That's I don't know if they still sell
2: them these food. days. If they do, they're, they're half the size they would have been when we went to school, Mickey.
0: Okay, Sam's on the. We'll take Sam. I think we're going to have to wrap this up. Sam, uh, what uh, was it you used to get in your lunch every day?
4: G'day, boys. First of all, it's called Zap Lime. Zap
0: Lime. Yes. That's what it was. Zap. Yeah. Daddy Call in Melbourne. I'll tell you right now. Was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Danicole okay. Danicole. Well done, all well, Thanks for that. Now, what did you have?
4: Okay. So my parents always used to take us on holidays, right? So my parents had a bit of money. So you'd think we'd have nice lunches. But mm-hmm. no, my parents, every single day without a lie, would give me a whole orange and one salada wrapped in um, Glad wrap, and it would have Vegemite on it. <laughs> <The> saladas. saladas.
1: <laughs> ah, at
0: least you got some veggie, right? At least you got a topping. The bottom and
4: And my bit mom, of the And my mum, no whatever lie, would turn around to me and I'd say, "Oh, why? Why does everyone else get a lunch order? Why can't I have a lunch order?" And she'd say, "This is why we go on holidays because you don't get lunch orders." <laughs>
0: I can I can put two saladas in my mouth.
1: Thank you. Thank you
0: Michael Clark has spoken on his radio program, uh, or he didn't speak. Can you please tell us how he responded to the story that broke? Last week,
3: Nick and MG. Interesting, another bombshell today. Of course, uh, Michael Clarke is back at work on radio this morning. Now, a caller actually called in and said, "My hero is Clarkey for being discreet in what happened, and my villain is the person that filmed it and sold it to the media." So, Clarkey refused to make any comment on air, of course, about the altercation in Noosa with his girlfriend that was caught all on camera and this caller blaming the person filming it and then sending it to the media. So then his co-host has stepped in, Jared Middleton, and had this to say.
2: Enormous fascination into Clarkie's life. To hitting this on the head straight away, it is a private matter that Clarkie's obviously been dealing with. Very, very private matter, which unfortunately was made public, but there's a lot of factors at play here and Clarkie's made his statement last week And uh, due to all these factors at play, we're moving on and we're moving forward on the big sports breakfast this morning. But I want to ask you honestly, you showed us before Mm. that bruise on your (laughs) hairstring. That is incredible, mate. No, it's fine, buddy. It's on the mend. Huge bruise. It's on the mend. Yeah. Mate, you're not going to be able to walk properly for weeks.
4: No, I'm good to go. I'm ready. Game day. Bring it on.
0: Ready to go. On the mend. There's a lot of elements at play. There's a lot of factors uh, to that story. There's a lot to unpack, but the one thing we need to get to the bottom of is that bruise on your hamstring. (laughs) And I'm so glad you're brave enough to come out and call it what it is, which is a bruise (laughs) on your hamstring, because everyone's (laughs) been waiting for you to comment and forget everything else, because that's not of any public interest at all. Nah. (laughs) But... No. to understand fully how tight your hamstring is and yep. if there is or is not a bruise attached to said hamstring uh, when you limped off uh, to me, we finally put it to bed. What? <laughs> well, what is? You can't go, we're not talking about it, and then talk about the totally. hamstring. What, uh, Natasha, you know more than me about newsrooms yep. and how they operate. And,
3: hamstr- and hamstrings uh, as and, well. I've had a couple of dreams. shocking hammies.
0: Um, what? Why? what's the advantage of not saying anything? Both these guys are going, men. I would have thought you nipped that in the bud. Yeah, totally. hey, He did actually quite well. His comment was great. Yeah, I'm mm. Kai I I, cop it. I, I, mm. I made a dick of myself. I'd take it back if I could. Why would you not follow up on when you're publicly broadcasting just to clear the air once and for all? Because then you probably can move on. You can. That's exactly right.
3: Don't you reckon, MG? You just come out, own it, especially this morning. And Mickey, make a great point. You can't not talk about it, and then say, "Oh gosh, my bruise is bad."
2: Well, it just adds to the. Adds to the. How did the bruise happen? How did how did that happen? The hamstring. I mean, that's uh, there's a lot of elements in this. As you say, Mickey, and I think the best thing we can do is get a hashtag going. Let's just uh, the bruise. (laughs) And why
3: wasn't he wearing a shirt? That's the question I want answered.
0: As someone who's had to night. face a face a few press conferences <laughs> over the years <laughs> to explain his actions, <laughs> I put it to you: there is a benefit in confronting it head on and getting to the bottom of it. So, so both Carl and uh, Michael Clark have refused to comment. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just so uh, meanwhile, m-
2: meanwhile, Mickey. Now people start digging more. That's right. That's what happens. But if if you come out and say, "Look, it was unfortunate." You know, we apologise to the people who, who were in the park at the same time, but yeah. it is a personal matter.
0: The, and what you saw was what, what you got, yeah. and that was it. There's that's nothing it. else to report. Uh, you know.
3: And in Carl's defence, he may have been told he couldn't comment.
2: Well, again, again, mm. now the people are going to dig around and say, why was, why was his shirt off? That's a, that's a question I think a lot of people are asking. It's, a, it's in the middle of the night, 9.30 at night, why is your shirt off?
3: Swim, late night Swim. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, he's, I mean, menopause. He's, then, Maybe he's but got he, menopause. He, but he walked into the scenario, not limping. He walked
0: out of the scenario. Walked out limping. of the limp. He <laughs> sustained an injury Big during Bruce. the course of the Big
1: bruise. <laughs> he does go for it. The killer ball up. of the over.
4: And he connects. And it's a six to take Steve Smith to a fabulous hundred. His second game back in BBL 12
0: for a six. Hits another six. He's eight. Two hundreds in a row for Steve Smith. The man is an
4: absolute superstar in front of an adoring SCG audience.
0: What a knock. What a player. Two on the drop.
2: Yeah, the SCG was heaving with crowd. It was packed. Um, ratings have been up since the test players have been back to the big bash. And no wonder when Steve Smith puts on a, a clinic like he has in the last two innings, um, 125 not out, he got um, against the Thunder. And only the second player in Big Bash history to go back-to-back in centuries. The last player or the first player to do it was um, Ben McDermott for the uh, Hobart Hurricanes. But uh, Ward well under Smitty. Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm taking credit.
0: Unbelievable. He's unbelievable. When he gets he can- his eye in, he has such good hand-eye coordination that when it's on, it's a fun to watch because he'll come out and do it again. You know, he when he's like this... Uh, there's no bigger show in the world, and you know what? I'm just wondering how he would have gone home and relaxed after his second double ton. What would he have? Got some exclusive footage. Which would he done at the Man of the Match conference? At uh, the Man of the Match, the Man of the Match is Steve Smith, and he comes out with the guitar <laughs> and just starts.
3: You <laughs> you
0: the room, on All right, what else you got, G?
2: He, he was on the show late last week, so we are taking credit for his beautiful yeah, century. Exactly. Um, look, up. tonight, big game of tennis. The last Aussie in the draw, both men and women. Alex the Demon Dimonor takes on Novak the Joker. Djokovic... 20-second uh, seed, Dimonor. Um, we'll have a t- tough fourth-round battle against uh, the Joker, but... He's cooked. There is some talk about the Joker's hamstrings. His hamstrings
0: Whoa. all over the place. <laughs> Show me the bruise.
2: Show me the Show bruise.
0: Me the bruise. Um, um, tough one for Dimonor.
2: Call, yeah. yeah. Oh, very tough, you know, Mickey. Um, he's, he's, the last couple of seasons, he's got to exactly where he is now, and he's been bundled out. But as I just said, Djokovic is 35 Um. Alex is very, very fit. He's on his home turf, so let's go, the demon. Get, I hope it goes tonight.
0: to four a.m. in the morning. Yeah, me too. Because that's that's when all the good stuff happens. Well, you know, four a.m. in the that's when you want to be watching the tail end of a five setter. <laughs> four in the morning. What about it? Oh, my <laughs> it's,
2: goodness. Just, it's, it's just
0: nuts. it's nuts.
2: It's then as Alex uh, what, as um, Andy Murray said. What about the poor boy, boy girls? Uh, the ball boys and ball as if
0: girls. They're not getting paid, and no, no. Uh, and, they're, and they're staying up till Pretty four sad. in the morning. <laughs> Our free shirt, exactly. I've had it too good.
2: Um, a All lot of, right, what a else? Lot of, a lot of talk around the NRL circles of the Bulldogs this okay. uh, season. They've recruited beautifully. Um, Matt Burton from Penrith, Cameron Serrato from Penrith, Billy Kickow from Penrith, Stephen Crichton from Penrith. They are now called the Canopy, they're now called the Canterbury Panthers. <laughs> oh,
1: here we go. <laughs> we put a poll He's on our, a
2: swing. <laughs> in Instagram last night. And we basically just said to our listeners, what do you think the chances of the Bulldogs winning a competition in the next five years are? Well, it was a pretty close one. Forty nine percent said they will, fifty one percent said they won't. I actually think they will. I'm yeah, going okay. I'm going along the lines they will. I think Cameron Serrado is a fantastic coach. Gus Gould is one of the main men in rugby league. Um they've recruited beautifully. It hasn't stopped, they're gonna keep going with their recruitment. I, I will say one thing, you can't it's very hard to buy competitions. You've got to, It's got to come from within. Um, they've got some great juniors coming through, which they'll filter through the ranks this year. But the Bulldogs, I think, to, to answer my own question, will win the comp within five years.
0: Wow! There's a big call from the big guy,
1: Nick Malloy, MG in the morning.